Jesus mighty name we pray. Please let our assist to praise the Lord. I want to welcome everybody specially to today's service. I want to thank God Almighty. It's been some time apart from seeing your faces on Zoom that we can see your faces face to face. We are believing God that very soon we all be able to gather in the name of Jesus. And we believe that God will keep you even beyond that time in Jesus' name. This morning, by the special grace of God, I'm going to go into the Word, and the Word is going to, by the grace of God, preach our hearts. And so what I want to talk about this morning is very simple. And it is titled, Be Careful What You Hear. Be careful what you hear. You know, over the years I've realized that it is one thing to tell somebody something is another thing for them to hear what you are saying. It is one thing to speak is another thing to communicate. It is not unusual that when you tell somebody an instruction, when they go away, they carry out the instruction in another way. For example, sometimes if you speak very fast, and you say, I'm not coming, some people miss the not in the middle. And then after some days, you find out that they are angry with you. Because they heard, I am coming. And so we want to read and we want to learn today. When the Bible says, be careful what you hear, what is the Bible trying to tell us? And so this morning I'm going to read two passages very quickly. One will be in the book of Mark, chapter 4, and you can as well open there with me. Mark, chapter 4, 24. And the Bible says, Jesus said unto them, Take heed what you hear. With what measure ye met, it shall be measured unto you. And unto you that hear, that more shall be given. Praise the Lord. I will go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 18. The Bible says, Take heed therefore how you hear. For, whatso- for whosoever has, to him shall be given. And whosoever has not, from him shall be taken even that which is seen to have. I like that particular translation. It says, even that which he thinks he has, if you are not careful, that will be taken away from you. It reminds me of the story of the sower. The Bible says a man went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on different soils. 
Each of those soils thought they had the word. But after some time, you realize that the word was taken away from them. My prayer is that the word will not be taken away from you. Before I go ahead, I want to make something very clear. One of the reasons why we are talking about a topic like this is because when we talk about revival, you need to understand that what you hear is what you will say. Let me say that again. What you hear is what you will say. If you hear that revival is coming, then you will say revival is coming. The Bible says that God, that Jesus told his disciples, He says, You shall receive power. If you hear that, then you go and wait. So, whatever you hear is what you say. I have learned in my profession. If you take your child to the doctor, and you say, Doctor, this child is not talking. The doctor will never look in the throat of the child unless the doctor is a fact. The first place the doctor will check is, is the child's hearing. You cannot say what you don't hear. And so I want you to turn to your neighbor that you are still physically distancing with, that you can only say what you hear. I can only say what I hear. When the Bible says faith comes by hearing, it means that the more you hear, the more faith you have. There is nobody that has heard once. It doesn't matter how much of a genius you are. You have to hear it a second time. When you hear, two things likely happen. Number one, you can hear, and what you hear will profit you in that you will build up your faith. The Bible tells us in John chapter 4 that there was a woman that was by the well. The Bible says she went and told them, Come and see a man that told me everything I ever did. And the Bible says because of that, all of them believed because of what they heard. In Matthew chapter 9, you will, hear, you will read the story of the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that woman kept on saying to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. Brethren, I have said it before, the best voice to hear is your own voice. You need to wake up in the morning and say, I am wonderfully and beautifully made. Don't wait for anybody to tell you that. 
You need to wake up in the morning that I am a beautiful child of God. You need to wake up in the morning and say, today will be good for me. You need to wake up in the morning and say, it doesn't matter what will come my way. I'm not losing my temper today. You need to wake up in the morning and say, today I will overcome every obstacle. But then by the time the obstacle comes, you hear your voice. Because you've already told yourself. Matthew chapter 14, verse 36. I was trying to put it together. The Bible says that they brought people if only they could touch the hem of his garment. Why would they think like that? Because they heard the story of the woman with the issue of blood. If this woman can be healed by touching the hem of his garment, then I can be healed by touching the hem of his garment. But then if you hear people telling you about testimonies, your faith will be encouraged. That is why I encourage you. Don't stay near people that are always lamenting. There are some people, the only part of the Bible they read is lamentation. They lament in the morning. Nothing has happened. Yes, they are lamenting. They lament in the afternoon. They lament in the night. When they are going to bed, they are lamenting. And then they will call me. Pastor, I had a bad dream. Hey, why would you have a bad dream? Because your life is full of lamentation. But then if that is you, I believe God that today that will change in the name of Jesus. When some people hear, it builds fear. I remember the book of Numbers. Chapter 13 towards the end to chapter 14. The Bible says that Moses spent 12 spies. Now, let me, stop, let me stop here. Have you not noticed that in life, whenever a man hears 10 good news and one bad news, which one do they remember? Those spies came back. They said the land is good. They even brought the grapes. He said, this is the grape that giants are eating. We are eating food of giants. And they said that land is so good. And then at the end, they said, but it's a land that eats up its inhabitants. They said, in fact, it's a land that when we saw the giants, we look like grasshoppers. And the Bible says, all of them began to weep. But there was a voice that was trying to tell them not to cry. It was the voice of who? Of Caleb. But no, they wanted to believe the bad news. And so bad news will always bring fear. When you believe bad news enough, it will bring fear. I have told you the story many times. If you want to be fearful, you don't need to look far. Just put on your TV every day. 
Watch it from morning to night. There will be your companion. Because in the morning, they will give you bad news. In the afternoon, they will give you bad news. In fact, I remember long ago, that time I was very young, about 20-something years ago, I had my TV then on automatic on, automatic off. And so in the morning, 5 o'clock, it will come on to CNN. When I'm going to work, CNN is playing. By the time I come back from work, CNN is playing. I even remember in those days, I used to tell my children, I'm going to the White House. Normally that is in November when they are voting. I say, I'm going to the White House. But then I began to, I began to realize that my thinking was beginning to change. My thinking was no longer the thinking of a Christian. Everywhere I walked, I saw danger. It was difficult to walk from my, from my apartment to the hospital in the middle of the night. So you know something has to be done. Yeah, I didn't need deliverance. I didn't even need prayer. All I needed was to change what I was watching. The Bible describes Job. Job was a man that God loved. He was a man that was successful. But Job chapter 3 verse 25. Job said the thing that I feared most eventually happened to me. Job was probably a man that people brought news to every time. The child of this one dies, they tell Job. The child of that one dies, they tell Job. And so the only prayer Job could pray every day was, God, don't let my child die. As you now realize that if something has not happened, you don't even pray about it. If you have never heard that anybody was kidnapped in life, will you pray against kidnapping? So, Job heard from somewhere. And so, every time we will pray. God, if my children have sinned, forgive them. Until eventually that same thing happened to you. Brethren, my prayer is that that thing will never happen to you in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 3. By the time man sinned, Genesis chapter 3. You will notice, I will read it for you, Genesis chapter 3, verse 10. By the time Adam sinned, in verse 10, he said, I heard your voice and I was afraid. Did you, did you read the very next verse? When he said he was afraid, God knew something had happened. God knew that fear was not created in the mind of his son. What was the next question that God asked him? He said, who told you? He said, who have you been listening to? Because God knows that fear comes by hearing. Brethren, you need to be careful who you are listening to. When you are careful who you are listening to, then fear cannot come. One more time, you will tell yourself, if God can do it for this person, God can do it for me. 
If this person came to Canada having nothing and he can make it, I can make it. If this person at the age of 40 started another career and made it, there is hope for me. Be careful what you hear. I remember I've told you many times. When you get to a new place, don't be quick to make friends. Because the friends you make can determine either you make it or not in that place. I remember one of our senior pastors told me the same. He said when he got into Canada, he called those days the days of refugees. Where four of you are sleeping in a room. A room that is made for only one person. Four of you are sleeping there. He said, he said after the second day he arrived, he asked the gentleman, how are they making it here? He said, the guy painted a picture that it was good to just commit suicide. But there's no point in trying. You can't make it. He said, he told the man, thank you very much, sir. After about two days, even though he didn't have money in his pocket, he went to look for his own apartment. There are times it is better to be alone. And it's when you are alone, angels of God will know that you need help. But when there are people around you, the angels believe that those people are helping you. Brethren, be careful what you hear. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. The Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. Another translation says all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. But then, if you know what is true, then you will know what is wrong. In our days, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So what does the word of God do? Number one for doctrine. Doctrine are the things that you believe that become your values. And then it gives you instruction in righteousness, instruction in right living. Brethren, it is not bad to be corrected. In fact, it is good. When you take correction, more correction will come. The man that takes correction never gets lost. Yeah, my wife is sitting down here, but I will still tell you this story. Long ago, when we were new in Canada, we went to Montreal. And I know some of you men don't make this mistake at all. You believe that women don't know direction. And so we went to Montreal. And of course, if you've been to Montreal, sometimes when you go on one bridge, before you have opportunity to come back, you've gone 20 kilometers. 
So my wife said, this is the way. I said, who are you to tell me the way? I said, I'm the one driving. You know, like I said, there's no other man like that, like that here. And so I drove. Thank God for her. After some time, she asked, did you meet, did you, are you lost? I said, no, I'm just surveying the city. This is 12 midnight. We have just left a wedding. Who is surveying the city at 12 midnight? I surveyed the city for another two hours. Of course, you can imagine by the time you get to your house, that, by the time you got to the hotel that night, it takes the special grace of God for you to open your mouth and even talk to your wife. Brother, be careful what you hear. Let your wife speak to you. In fact, when you go back to Genesis, you will realize that when God realized that he was going to be busy, he needed somebody to talk to the man. He gave him a woman. When you wake up in the morning, talk to him. When you wake up, when he wants to sleep at night, talk to him. And now the problem is that same ministry that God gave the woman, you want to stop her from talking to you. It can't work. And so I learned that the word of God is good for correction. If you cannot be corrected, you will learn the hard way. The word of God teaches us what, to, what is true. Do you know that if you know what is true, it will be difficult to do the wrong thing? There will always be a spirit reminding you, don't go there. In fact, most of you, most of us here, we think when we, when we were young, we think our mothers were wicked. Because every time you want to do something, it's as if she's looking at you and saying, don't do it. Yes, I know, there are some children in the house that we know, ah, that is like my mother too. It is not. It is because of the Spirit of God that is helping you. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. He said, Whatsoever things are true. He didn't even say, Whatsoever things are true. He said, Whatsoever things are true. He gave us a lot of other things. Then he said, Think on this thing. In the book of Psalms, he says, I will meditate upon thy word day but then you cannot meditate on the word of God and think that you are ugly. You cannot. You cannot meditate upon the word of God and say that as I'm going now, I'm going to meet failure. It's not possible. When you meditate on the word of God, as you are going, you are saying to yourself, greater is he that is in me. When you meditate on the word of God, you are saying every principalities and forces of darkness give way, the Son of God is coming. When you meditate on the word of God, you'll be able to say that the Lord is my helper. When you meditate on this word long enough, you will know that though I pass through the valley of the shadow of death, I will bear no evil. 
Brother, there is a blessing in meditating on the word. When you meditate on the word and it becomes part of you, you will speak the word to yourself so much that nobody can convince you otherwise. When you say, I am going to get this, you know you are going to get this. Because you know that the one that is behind you is more, more, more than the one that is anywhere else. When you know the one that is behind you, fear cannot grip your heart. Because you will know that even when you don't know to what to say, the Bible says, at that time, I will give you what to say. Brother, when you know and you know and you know that you are a child of God, whenever trouble comes, you will say that though I pass through this, 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 this problem, like Jesus Christ said, he said, in the world, you will have tribulation. He said, but what? Be of good Brethren, if these things are not coming to your mind, you better check the word. When you go to a place, and you say, as I'm going today, God has told me. It doesn't matter what anybody will say. I will stay until they tell me what I want to hear. But there is a confidence. That's why the Bible says, do not throw away your confidence. When you speak with giants and you negotiate, you need to say nothing. All you need to do is to sit back and smile. They before we wanted to offer you $15. You sit back and smile. Nobody knows what they are thinking when you are smiling. When you say nothing, they say, okay, we can increase it to $18. And yet, you have said nothing. Because Jesus is backing you up. But then when you know who you are in Christ, when you have heard well before you left your house, it doesn't matter what your boss may say at work. You will say this one, you shall pass. And so you need to be careful how you are hearing. Let's go on here very quickly. And so what is that thing that is needed? Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. The Bible tells the story of Mary and Martha. And the Bible says, Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard the word. And then Jesus said, only one thing is needed. Have you not realized Jesus said that thing will not be taken away from her? Brethren, there are things that are good but had no eternal value. There are things, that, let me repeat it again, there are things that are good but have no eternal value. Martha cooked for Jesus. The master ate the food. Within two or three days, she has washed all the pots, all the plates, she has put them away. It is gone. 
But Mary had chosen the best part. Mary can never forget that when the master was in my house, he said this. Just like Abraham could never forget that when God visited me personally, this is what God said. Solomon can never forget that in my dream, God came to me and God said, I will give you wisdom and I will make you affluent. Oh, Peter can never forget when Jesus told him, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Paul can never forget when God told him, he said, now I send you as an apostle unto the Gentiles. What has God told you? But then, whenever God tells you something specifically, you can't afford to forget. Because if you forget, you forget your vision. If you forget, you forget the reason why you are alive. We want to move on very quickly here. I'm going to give you about 10 characteristics of words. But then words are like yeast, if you know what yeast is. Yeast is that little thing that you put inside dough or bread that makes it so swell. When you speak the right word, a man's life can be enlarged because of it. When you speak the wrong words, a man's life can be deflated to nothing. And so I want to encourage you. Learn to speak the right word to yourself. It doesn't matter what anybody says about you. When you speak the right word to yourself, you begin to live up to it. Oh, somebody says you can't make it. You say my case is different. Somebody says it has never been done before. I say I know there's a law of exception. Uh, the law of exception. Somebody says, oh no, we don't do it like that here. I say when Jesus came, he changed everything. Brethren, whatever you say can come to pass. But you yourself, you have to believe what you are saying. So I want to give you some possible passages you can read it very quickly. The Bible says in Luke chapter 13, verse 20, Jesus Christ was asking them, He says, What else is the kingdom of God like? He says, It is like yeast that the woman used in making bread. And then later, He told them in Matthew chapter 16, He said, Watch out for the living of the Pharisees, which is the teaching of the Pharisees. What is the teaching of the Pharisees? It is their words. And then he also said, Watch out for hypocrisy. Now, let me quickly mention something. When we preach in church, when we teach something, if you don't get it, for God's sake, say you don't get it so that we can repeat it again. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of teaching is to pass information. 
le sujet de... And so if somebody is speaking you and you are not getting it, speak up. Quand quelqu'un vous enseigne et que vous n'apprenez pas, dites-le. If you are not speaking up, you are pretending and it's another way for hypocrisy. Quand vous ne parlez pas, vous prétendez et c'est une hypocrisie. We organize house fellowship. Nous avons essayé de prier. We organize Bible study. Nous avons les prédications. We organize Sunday school. We organize the sermon. Everything we are teaching is so that you can build your faith with the word. If you don't understand anything, please speak up. I have said it long ago. In the church of God, there is no stupid question. But there is a stupid action outside when you don't ask the stupid question inside. Oh, I'm not going to ask. I don't want to look stupid. Je ne vais pas demander parce que je veux être stupide. So right now you are in the midst of your friends outside. Quand tu es parmi tes amis dehors, and you are the Christian giant. Et tu as les géants. And they've been looking at you. Et ils vont vous regarder. They say, what is exegesis? Ils disent, qu'est-ce que? They say, what is that? Vous vous demandez, qu'est-ce que c'est? Ah, they say, you're not a Christian. N'est-ce pas un chrétien? Ah, you say, I don't know that one. Ah, they say, well, we just wanted to test you. I know most of you, they won't test you with things like that big, but they will test you with little, little things. So the place to get the word is where? It's in the house. It is when you are taught in the house that then you go outside and then you proclaim the word. I know a lot of us, we say that we are humble and then we shy away when issues of I thank God for Apostle Paul. He said, I stayed with them in the temple many days. Contending about the scriptures. Even Jesus, when he was 12, the Bible says he was asking them questions. He said, I make it a duty to ask questions. In fact, if you want, you can go and get the book. One of my mentors wrote a book. He said, good leaders ask great questions. Because it is your question that triggers the answer from the reservoir. You know, I always look at it when the Bible says, and to one is given a word of knowledge. It's just a word, one word. But that one word can change your life. So let's go through the ten things very quickly. Number one, words are invisible weapons. They can be weapons of offense or weapons of attack. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Words are what? Invisible weapons. Once you understand that words are invisible weapons, then you know that even though you may not see it, it is working. Another passage for you is Psalm 107 verse 20. The Bible says, He sent His word. And he did what? He healed them, and the weapon was so much that he delivered them out of their 
Number two, words are usually small compared to the effects they produce. Just like yeast is small compared to the effect it produces. You look at somebody. You say, look at you. You are just a fool. And that person begins to see himself as a fool. The person that had confidence before, suddenly the confidence is deflated. What? They do much more than you can think. La parole fait mieux que vous Number three. What becomes evil once it is injected? It goes under your skin. La parole se cache quand elle est injectée. Ça va dans oh yes, what go? I'm sure most of you can testify. There are some words that when people say to you, it's as if something is under your skin. It's disturbing you. You want to do something. Once those words are injected, you cannot take it back. Be careful when you argue. Argue the point. Don't call anybody names. Nobody cares about your opinion. Just tell us what you know about the issue. There is nothing argue, there is nothing wrong with arguing. There is nothing wrong in asking somebody, did you take my wallet? But when you say you are a thief, there are two different things. Number four. Words work quietly. Have you not noticed some of you that dream a lot? That sometimes it is the words that you have spoken to during the week that you dream about. Some of you will notice that it is things that happen. That is why Solomon told us, he said, in the multitude of business, a dream comes. Have you not noticed that when you do, when you are about to do an exam, you can either have a dream that you pass or a dream that you. <laughs> have you not noticed that? It is because of the words, because they are working even when you are not realizing it. That is why you have to go home and tell your children. When you are preparing for exam, it doesn't matter how hard it looks. You say, "I am going to pass this exam." When you say that hundred times and you fall asleep, the angels of God will help you. Number five. What? Not only are they working quietly, they are working secretly. You'll be surprised how far they go. You'll be surprised how deep they can go. Number six. Words are actually useless until you speak them. What I say again, gift in the package is useless. If you put gift in the package here, and you put your dough in another package beside it, and you leave it there for two years, nothing will happen. <laughs> until you unwrap it and you bring them together. Don't tell me that, Pastor, I was thinking about it. Begin to say it. Are you getting it? Begin to say it. Somebody says, well, but God said the thoughts that I have to watch you. 
It is true. Thoughts are unspoken words. C'est vrai. Les pensées sont des paroles. But have you realized that with time God speaks those words? Vous avez réalisé qu'avec le temps Dieu a parlé. It starts with a thought. And God told Jeremiah. He said, from the womb, he said, I knew you. He said, and I already did what? I ordained you. God knew about his son. And so when the son went to be baptized, the Bible says, a dove came on him, and there was a voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son. But then words are useless until you speak them. Why am I stressing that factor? Begin to speak good words to people around you. Either you speak good or bad words, they will remember you for something. Look at somebody and say, it is going to be well with you. Look at somebody and say, it doesn't matter what you are going through now, the Lord will show up for you. Begin to say words of encouragement. Because of time, let's go to number what now? Number eight. Words always require time to work. Because you spoke a word now does not mean that the word will work immediately. When Angel Gabriel came and told me, he said, Mary, you will be pregnant. It is time to work. And so every word that is spoken to you will take time to work for good or for bad. If I let me let me say something you might want to write down. Every word that is spoken to you creates an expectation in you. If I look at you now and I say, ah, I see a managing director. What do you begin to do? You begin to carry yourself differently. If you are a woman, you didn't wear high heels before. You begin to wear high heels because managing directors wear high heels. If you are a man and you didn't wear suits before, you begin to wear suits because managing directors wear suits. ago, when they told me, brother, come and preach a I suddenly looked around. And I noticed that everybody that preaches a sermon, they wear suits. So I had to graduate. I also had to wear suits. Because now you aspire to what image is being created for you. That is why I believe God for you. That the, right, the wave of revival that is coming, that you will not make your part in Jesus' name. Number what now? Number eight. Number nine. Actually, I think I missed one because there were five on the other page, so I missed one. So number yeah, number eight. What the effect of what will always be seen. Now let me let me now tell you the truth, brethren. If you are acting in faith or fear, we see. Somebody says, Pastor. You know, I see myself as a businessman. I see myself as a businessman. And you have been telling me that story for five years. I 
without you saying it, I know you are scared to do this. Avant que vous le dites, je sais que vous avez peur de faire des affaires. A man of faith will say, Pastor, I see myself as a man of business. I am committing to one year and I will start my business. Un homme de foi dira, Pastor, je me vois comme un homme d'affaires et je me consacre en une année sur un homme d'affaires. Ah, somebody says, Pastor, you know what? I see myself going back to school. But I have known you for 18 years. I have seen yourself going back to school. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The effects of words have never hit me. Number, ten, number nine. Words affect the whole body. The whole body. I said what? The whole body. Let me give you an example. You, your interview is for 11 o'clock. On your way to the interview at 10.45, you are working with your chest out, with your shoulders high, and suddenly you meet somebody coming back. He says, they cancelled the interview. What do you think happens to your shoulder? Your shoulder goes down immediately. Your chest suddenly deflates. Because he has suddenly put a pin inside of you. All he did was to speak words to you. But then as you are going, somebody has said, don't listen to him. The interview is starting again. What happens to you again? Amen. Without you knowing, what affects the whole body? Number ten. What are activated only by speaking? Oh, you are very quiet. Congratulations. You cannot be quiet when you come to the devil. You cannot be quiet when you come to the things of God. You cannot be quiet when you come to your future. With your mouth, you will proclaim. With your mouth, you will build up yourself. With your mouth, you will say, Greater are they that are with us than they that are in the world. With your mouth, you will say, The Lord is my helper. With your mouth, you will say that they that dwell in the city place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. With your mouth, you will say, The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want, it doesn't matter what is happening in society. It is with your mouth you will say that though people have been dying here, but when I pass through the valley of the Friday of that death, I will, I, I will fear no evil. Brethren, you cannot be silent. You have to talk. The more you talk, the better you get it. Now, let me give you one warning. If you don't have anything good to say, just keep quiet. Let me say it again. If you don't have anything good to say, just keep quiet. The children of Israel learned that in a hard way. They said, our children will die in the wilderness. 
Ah, God said, ah, as they have spoken in my ear. Let them be careful what you say. When your child annoys you, be careful what you say. Thank God for the grace of God upon your own life. Because only God knows what your own parents said about you. But then your parents were ignorant. And the Bible says the times of Israel, what did God do? God overlooked them. Can you claim to be ignorant now? Can you claim to be ignorant of the power of the world? Brethren, you need to speak up every day. When you are under pressure, the better you speak. When there is pressure, what is inside will come out. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That abundance doesn't get there by mistake. That abundance gets there because you put it there. And so we come back to where we stop. We come back to where we stop. What is going to be your portion in the revival? You think it's a revival for Pastor Ademiza? Or you think it's a revival for my family? Or you believe it's a revival for all of us? Last week or so, I said everybody should write it somewhere, paste it anywhere, that celebration is coming. When I think about it, I want to jump, I want to, I want to dance, that celebration is coming. But one thing I know about celebration is that it is individualized. It is possible, and I've seen this before. It is possible that rain will be falling in one house, the other house will be dry, and then rain will be falling in the other one. It is possible for rain to be falling on one street and the other street is dry. It is possible for the angel of blessing to be passing by and jump certain houses. The only reason the angel will stop by your house is when they look inside and they see the expectation. The only reason the angel will pass by your house is when God says, You better stop by that house. He hasn't allowed, he hasn't stopped praying. His angel is every day in my front. If you don't give this man something, something may happen. But then, what will your portion be? Whatever you hear and you tell yourself, Invariably is what you will become. So I want you to take this word and go home with it. Those of you at home, I want you to ponder on this word. And tell yourself, my life will not remain the same. Let me share you, let me share a quick testimony. You know, one thing I like about the word of God. Is I want to say it like this. In fact, sometimes, sometimes I like to say something. Because I know what I said it. I haven't directly told God he has to help me. At the beginning of COVID-19, I said, while everybody is saying there's a casting down, some people will say there will be a lifting up, right? A lot of things you won't even do anything about. I can tell you that during this period, I have had two promotions. 
Not because I went for the promotion, but because they just came. Why? Because we are saying it. Why? Because we are believing it. I am a child of God. It's COVID-19 in heaven. But the Bible says, Thy kingdom come. I am living in whose kingdom? The kingdom of God. I am operating by whose laws? The laws of God. If you believe it, it can happen for you. Why don't you stand there? I want us to quickly lift up our voice. And you will talk to God for just three minutes. And say, Father. And say, Father. The words that I hear. The words that I speak to myself. The words that I read. May they do me good. In the name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray. Oh, brethren, if your language has to change, tell God every negative language in my, on my lips, every negative language in my, in my heart. No, let them be turned, let them be turned around. I will begin to see myself the way heaven sees me. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than victorious. Uh, I, I, I am not a ruler of wood. I am not a drawer of water. Oh, I shall not be a slave to my mates. I shall be the head and not the tail. I shall be on top and not beneath. My life will reveal the glory of God. I will go higher. I will go higher. I will walk through doors of opportunity. Opportunities will not pass me by. The word of God will be rich to watch me. Yes, I will believe the word. Yes, I will speak the word. Yes, I will speak the word. I will apply the word. The word will work for me. The Lord will make an exception for me. The Lord will take me on to greater heights. My promotion is coming, I can see. Oh, my elevation is coming, I can see. My success is around the corner, I can see. My business is starting, I can see. My success is coming, I can see. Oh, there's a glorious testimony that is coming for me. There's a glorious testimony that is coming for my family. There is a glorious testimony that is coming for my marriage. There is a glorious testimony that is coming for my children. Oh, in this year, I refuse to hear bad news. In this year, I refuse to hear bad news. I said in this year, 
I refuse to hear bad news. When I'm asleep, I will hear good news. Oh, when I'm awake, I will hear good news. When I'm walking on the street, I will receive a phone call of good news. Good news will follow me. Goodness and mercy will follow me. Not just today, not just tomorrow, but all the days of my life. Oh, my life will turn around. My confidence will return. I said my confidence will return. I said my confidence will return. I said my confidence will return. Oh, brethren, come to yourself. My confidence will return. I shall be a lion again. 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 Yes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your name, my Father. In Jesus' name we pray. When the men of old spoke to their children, those words could not fall to the ground. They had no choice but to come to pass. Whether you are going to speak to your children, either they are born or they are yet unborn, they are going to begin to bless them, begin to mention their names, and say, My child, it will be well with you. Oh, you will excel in every endeavor. Oh, you will be loved by men. Oh, you will be wanted, you will be wanted for the good work that God is doing within you. I want you to speak to your children right now and say, my child will not know failure. My child will not know defeat. Yes, I declare my child will not know defeat. No, 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 my child will not know defeat. My child will not know defeat. My child will not be defeated. My child shall be the head. My child shall be on top. When my child goes to the farm, it will have a harvest. His harvest will not be given to another. Oh, my child will not die young. My child will make it in life. My child will make me proud. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Glory be to your name, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Lastly, we want to pray. There are some of us that our words need to change. People are beating you down so much that you think that there is nothing good about you. But God is saying he hasn't finished with you yet. God is saying what he said about you, he hasn't changed his mind. You will lift up your voice now and begin to talk to yourself. And say, I am wonderfully and carefully made. The Lord God, my Father, is with me. He will make everything that my hands will touch to prosper. I will prosper in the house. I will prosper at work. I will prosper in my studies. I will prosper everywhere I go. I will prosper in little things. I will prosper in big things. My body will be fruitful. I will be fruitful in my body. I will be fruitful in my mind. I will be fruitful in my spirit. Oh, I am more than conqueror. 
As I bear fruitful vine, as I bear fruitful vine, in the name of Jesus. Today my destiny is changing. Today my language is changing. Today my story is changing. I will hear good news. I will hear the angels singing about me. I will hear the angels talking about me. I will hear the voice of the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Brethren, I don't know about you, but by the end of this month, we will have spent exactly half of the year. I have often told you, by the time we get to May, we are preparing for next year. And so you cannot tell me that God has not shown up for you. God is with us. I said again, God is with us. Why don't you lift up your voice then? And say, Father, in the name of Jesus, before the end of the month of June, let me receive my own time. Let me receive my own testimony. Let me receive my victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, let's go ahead and talk to him. Let's go ahead and talk to him. Let's go ahead and talk to him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your name, Father. Oh, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. As you go forth in this month of June, I declare that the Lord will be your help on the right side. I declare that the Lord will be your help on the left side. I declare that the Lord will go ahead of you. I declare that when you need help from behind, the Lord will come behind you. I declare that you will not miss another step. I declare that you will not go the wrong way. In the name of Jesus. You have been wasting time all these all this days. I declare that from today, the Lord will restore unto you that which has been lost. In the name of Jesus. You have been going around in circles. You will hear a sermon, you are excited. By the time you get back home, you are detected. I declare that that circle has come to an end. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are cured of anxiety. You are cured of depression. In the name of Jesus. Every voice that is raising negative things about you, I declare from today you will no longer hear the voice. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will help you. The Lord will lift you. Where necessary, the Lord will carry you. In the name of Jesus Christ. By the end of this month, your life will not be the same. By the end of this week, you begin to see a difference. In the name of Jesus. Your thinking will be different. Your speaking will be different. Your believing will be different. In the name of Jesus. By virtue of the end of this COVID 19, I declare that the Lord will mark today for you as an Ebenezer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we will celebrate with you. 
I say again, we will celebrate with you. I say again, we will celebrate with you. I say again, we will celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we just appreciate you. Lord, we thank you for everyone that is watching us at home. Lord, I pray today. Every one of them, let their story change. Every one of them, let their speaking change. Every one of them, let their thinking change. In the name of Jesus, let testimonies abound. Let testimonies abound. And let them be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I said, in Jesus' name we pray. I said, in Jesus' name we pray. Let's share the grace and fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We shall live, we shall not die. We shall live to declare the works of God in the land of the living, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let somebody shout hallelujah. The Lord bless you just to remind everybody that the communion service tonight at 6 o'clock. Amen. Have a wonderful day.